Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh, my God. Yes. Awesome. Please listen carefully. Hi, welcome to our show, Queer Nundrum. And we are picking up Queer Nundrum of TV hosts and entertainment with RuPaul. Woo-woo, RuPaul. RuPaul, yeah. Love, 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 love. Cannot wait to get into the delish with you guys and share what we have learned and connect with you guys. As we are recording this, we have just gone through a Valentine's. Well, this is uh, fantastic. Um, kind of just jump into a little bit what uh, you know what was going on with us, and we'll connect with what Gary yeah. did. And so, what's going on with you, Holly? Yeah. So, I'm taking a break from construction. I am obviously, if you listen to our previous shows, I'm in the middle of doing a remodel on a rental property that we own. Toying with the idea of starting up another company. Thinking about doing something like Greystone Industries or Greystone something fun and fabulous. I'm not really sure where we would work with towns that need, you know, houses purchased and flipped, like houses that need attention. There's a lot of them that happen. A lot of houses ended up abandoned in 2008 when the housing market crashed and the banks were uh, them and they didn't get you know, taken I, care of. I Hold on now. Don't remember s- having a talk with you a while ago. And you're, oh, no. Sarcasm over here. Whatever. I'm just like, hmm. hmm. And I remember at this point thinking that, no, you did not want to do that kind of thing. And I remember being like told just to, you know. <laughs> Whatever. If it wasn't recorded and there are no witnesses, it never happened. Yeah, and I think I can, I think I can get, I think I can get Desiree to back me up on that one. <laughs> Maybe. I doubt it. I'm betting I'll, she I'll have a conversation with her. Anyway, toy with the idea of starting another company where I would have a venture capital group that would uh, pool their money and just kind of work uh, in tandem as a project manager, finding properties, you know, putting a little bit of time and money into them, flipping them and, and selling them for a profit, obviously. I don't know. We'll see. I really love what I'm doing, although sometimes it's a pain in the ass when you find, I don't know, petrified rat bodies in the walls with soaked urine-soaked insulation. Well, of course, when you get into it more, you actually get a lot of people to do that part of it for you. You know, This so is true. Not- However, I am of the mind that I am not willing to ask somebody to do something if I'm not willing to do it myself. And at this point, I'm pretty much willing to do just about anything myself. There is there are certain things I will not do. I will not crawl into a basement. I will go into a basement, but if I have to crawl into it, probably not going to happen. If Angela Angelina Jolie was trapped in a basement, I would go into the basement okay. and get her right. for sure. I mean, right. we're talking about a rescue operation. I would totally go into a basement to save somebody. It doesn't matter. Pet, you got a pet <laughs> trapped under the basement. I'm done. I'm I'm in there. But to do work like plumbing and stuff, no, I'm good. Anyway, so I'm taking a break. I'm taking a week off. I have a friend working at the house, putting in some hours to continue to move forward on the project, which is great. In the meantime, I got to actually spend Valentine's with my wife on Valentine's. And let me tell you, yummy on all fronts. You can use your imagination for some of that. And I will indulge you with some and tell you that I had a wonderful dinner from Black Cypress, a local restaurant here. They made a beef Wellington, never had 
oh my God, melt in your mouth delicious. I had a mouth orgasm while eating that delicious dinner. It was amazing. I say fuck off and we'll talk about that later. Why? <laughs> so good. So good. It was a wonderful Valentine's. We got to play in the snow with the dog. We went for a walk. We slept in. We just, yeah, it was, it was a very wonderful, relaxing day. It was perfect. Went exactly as planned because it wasn't planned. It was fabulous. And I loved every moment of it. And we did do, Gary, I don't know if you saw our most recent social media post, but Des and I did do a six minute live video where we asked, you know, Q&A. By, by and I watched it little, I thought Queer Corner was just for us. I was no, a little, Queer Corner I was is a for hurt. our listeners. I am so hurt. Is for our listeners. So I, I'm over it. Okay, good. Anyway, so we did like a little Valentine's special. So we about six minutes Q&A. So dr- go to our social media accounts. You'll see that on Instagram and Facebook, specifically at Quarter Podcast. And you can uh, watch that fun little video. We had, we had, we just, we enjoyed it. It was wonderful. Des got me a little game and I got her a cute little teddy bear. I uh, made a, uh, I'm going to mess up the name, Swarovski's Crystal. I don't know. A crystal. Don't ask me. A crystal bear. It's super cute. And it says seal my heart. And so anyway, we were cheesy as, you know, you could possibly. You normally are. I mean, we are normally pretty cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like my MO. That and get shit done. Those are kind of the two MOs, cheesy and get shit done. I don't know. That's just who I am, I guess. Anyway. (laughs) 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 All right. What's up with you? Uh, So I have. Officially, the reason I'm saying to fuck off is I officially oh, am shit. getting. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. Yeah. So I am getting, I started my very strict diet yesterday. This perfect timing uh, for my surgery. And yes. um, so my day consists right now of having a shake for breakfast and I get a shake and a piece of fruit or two cups of veggies for lunch and i get a yogurt or a half a cup of cottage cheese for a snack and for dinner i get a four ounces of lean meat and uh two cups of veggies and then i get to if i want to then at night i can also have another uh shake if i want before i go to bed i am so sorry i completely (laughs) bite me bite me bite me yeah (laughs) damn i am sorry oh my bad i completely i just completely spaced it so i've been drinking a lot of uh crystal light because i can drink a lot of that and trying to keep your electrolytes up i even i'm getting the well crystal is just a kool-aid you know but i'm i'm getting a and i normally get the store brand but I, i deserve better you know, so I, I went all out and got it. So I've now got four different kinds of protein drinks in my refrigerator and three different okay. kinds of Crystal Light. And I'm not a yogurt person, but even found some yogurt. Oh, and the yogurt, by the way, has to, I can only, it can only be, it has to be 80 calories or less, the yogurt I have. Okay. So it's just. So that took a while to find something like that because everything. There are. Yeah, we yeah. use a, we eat a Greek yogurt that has, I think it's. I think it's 80, like 80 or 85 or something like that. So it's, it's hard. But yeah. Then, I was, I was like looking through, is, Oh my God, 80. Okay. There we go. <laughs> does everything happen for you with the, with, with the doctors? What's your day? Everything's going really well. Yeah. Um, I actually go in, 
I have a couple of video uh, consultations, but I don't because since my surgery is officially on the 16th of March, so we have a while away. So. Oh, yes, that's right. Because you have to, because it takes a while to, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So those who, so don't, who haven't listened to previous episodes. Listen to them. We're not going to go listen. back over it again. Oh, Just listen to them. Oh, snap. Yeah. Okay. Damn, he said it. I support it. Whatever. Or follow me on Twitter because I do. I've been talking a lot about this in my Twitter feed. So in your personal Twitter, yeah, my personal Twitter. Where can we find you at your personal Twitter? It's uh, Gary Thorne. It's Gary T H O R E N. There you go. Yeah. Now you can follow his personal journey right there. And yes, he will be blogging about this eventually. Uh, That'll be uploaded to our website uh, at some point, but. It is not a right meow situation. Yeah, it's it's been anyway. So, yeah. So there's <laughs> been a lot awesome. of my plates. Don't don't push me, Holly. Stop. You're hangry. <laughs> You're hangry. Ooh, the things I could do yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> so just kidding. But no. So what it's doing is it's, it's now to be serious. What it is is it it's a the diet I'm on right now shrinks your liver. Shri- yep, shrinks your liver. So, your stomach. So I, I'm not quite as so I won't be quite as hangry eventually. Mm-hmm. And then um, it'll get me ready for the surgery and get everything as small as possible. So that that's what's going on. So it's all yeah. for good reasons. It, it is very. I have it's. This is all done by me, my nutritionist through my weight loss surgery people. So it's nothing that. Yeah. I mean, it's literally everything is doctor, you know, yes. ordered. This and, is what I'm doing, and you're closely being watched. Yeah, you got your mother hens over here, and Des and I check it in on you. So oh, yes, whatever. I actually have medical people making sure I follow. This. Well, fine. <laughs> I mean, I played, I played a doctor once on TV. Kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't think your personal videos count. Yeah, you know what? You have to start somewhere. And if <laughs> someone else out there does not recognize the wonderful talent that I have, that's on them. I'm going to continue to produce and have fun. So, whatever. Just saying. But other, I mean, so that, and again, always just like with you, work is just big. Yeah. Oh, my God. I... We're, it's really cool. We're actually, I'm in charge of a mentor program for our, for our state in Colorado. And that's been taking up a lot of my time. And with the plus the time about the app we're doing, and it's just I, been, I had two places contact me to be a mentor and it, just before COVID hit. So it's a year ago now and nobody has followed up. I've been so busy and kind of glad that it didn't, but yeah. you know, it's great that you have the time to do that. I'm actually not going to be a mentor. I'm actually just, I'm in charge of all I'm it's a, it's called a lift program and I will be in charge of, there's probably going to be six different groups of, you know, a mentor mentee and I'll be every month checking in on making sure how it's all going. So facilitator. Yeah. Nice. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of it. And so my dinner last night was a broiled chicken and some Brussels sprouts. Mm. It was like a dry hump in my mouth. <laughs> oh boy! Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. I her so face just went like wider than her face normally. I did. Is, so. Yeah. That's, maybe I'll maybe I'll share it with you guys later. Anyway, funny story, and maybe it's a clear corner conversation. But I uh, I've heard of the phrase fisting. Oh God! Yeah. I've heard of this phrase before. Never knew anything about it. I didn't do not Google this. You're it will saved in your info. Do not Google. I mean everybody knows what fisting is. You were the one who did didn't not. know. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Des knew what fisting was. So mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I was educated on it. It was not what I thought it was, but also makes way more sense now. So all those conversations with all my friends back in college, when I acted like I knew what I was talking about, when you were saying things, I didn't. But now I do. And those jokes actually make sense. So, you know. You I ask how you found out what it truly meant. I asked. I just, I don't know. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a conversation spurred off with something complete. I mean, it could have been SpongeBob for all I know. I mean, it was just completely random conversation. And SpongeBob I just- and fisting. No, mm. but it was just like, a wow. Con- I don't want to know what so- you do on your time. off. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. But that's just completely, just completely <laughs> random thing. And I just turned to Des and I'm like, so fisting. And she just looked at me like, no. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm asking for like, I'm asking for information. here. <laughs> I just pictured Daz going, where's this conversation yeah, going, bitch? Because it was really, really random. And I do, I do this with random people. I will ask random people random questions. Like I'll be at a coffee line and I'll just turn around and ask somebody a completely bonkers question. Maybe not quite to that extreme, but just completely. And she random. does ask people Sometimes I'm like, when I've been around, I'm going, what the fuck are you asking? Especially if they're shy people and and we're being introduced, like friends are introducing us and, Mm. you know, we're a group hanging out. I don't, I honestly don't think you'd ask somebody. No, I wouldn't do that to them. You wouldn't ask about fisting to somebody she didn't know yet. No, I wouldn't. But it does, it is a great way to break the ice and and get conversation going and then people can open up a little bit more. Yeah. So I just ask random questions. So I'm just <laughs> my thing. So, but with my wife, I feel very comfortable with, I'll ask, you know, maybe questions I want to ask, you know, you or someone else. May, may I ask what you thought it was before? Uh, I mean, I, don't, I mean, we do list the show as explicit. So there are. There's your yeah. Work. I'm just curious. If you yeah. did not know that the show is listed specifically because of the content is not appropriate for children and or those who cannot handle the few f bombs and or my lack of understanding of what fisting is. I actually thought it was uh, sounds so stupid now, but I really thought it was somebody like punching someone in the a hole, like just full on. <laughs> like I'm like, I, how is that fun? Like I, I just, get it. Actually, I get it. I'm not. I just don't understand like how that's enjoyable. Now, okay, can you hear some reference for you all who are listening to this conversation? I was a dispatcher, a medical dispatcher for a number of years, and I got some weird ass calls <laughs> that would easily lead somebody to have that understanding if you did not have another source of information. But like then sticking their members into bottles and rings, like proposing to their partners with a ring on and then they swell as a result of it. And then it's it's a particular metal that can't be cut or could only be cut by a very specific tool. And not every hospital had it at the time they do now, but it's just like, yeah, like the things that they need a specific tool to cut their tool, to cut the tool. Yeah. Just weird ass calls about men doing things with their junk. And it's like, you, what, what? And well, it's over here and we're, sober when they well a lot of these people were completely sober when they made these decisions like I, it just shocks me and i don't okay as long as we're here i do not get pierced penises or pierced vaginas i don't I, get I, it oh my gosh Somebody, i don't understand it i don't get that so <laughs> it makes me <laughs> okay i got so there's, uh, there's this girl who i know uh-huh it's been a while since i've been around her but she <laughs> she had a chain that was had both nipples pierced and her 
clitoris pierced. They were connected. And a chain, yeah, and it all it connected. So you had also the my god, if she got it scraped on something, it would just rip it everything. Would take out. All, it'd be- <laughs> also, like rip the band-aid off of all three at the same time. Yeah. I can't focus on the worst pain because everything's hurting. I just, oh, just, yeah. uh, it so, just makes my stomach just, it makes me feel funny inside. No. Mm, so. mm, mm, <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. So I have a friend who's a pure romance. She sells pure romance and she she's fantastic. Jessica Biles. Just love her. She also does um she has conversations and she has a website and videos and a podcast about sexual well-being for women. And so we're having a conversation as part of uh, a board. We're on a board for something completely unrelated theater. And she mentioned something about clitoris piercings. Now, I honestly thought she was telling this whole entire group of people, which then I voice it out loud because I'm pretty sure I was the only one that thought this. She's like, no, 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 no. I got earrings in the shape of a clitoris. I was like, I thought okay. you just told the entire board that you pierced your clitoris while your husband's sitting there looking at you like, what? <laughs> I just don't and get I, it. Two yeah. weeks in a row. I just yeah. don't get it. It's not my thing. I pier- I had a tongue piercing. I loved it. I loved my tongue piercing. I but just, that destroys your teeth. It doesn't. I, well, okay. It can't. I really... Really? Yeah. It can. It did not for me. Uh I did not have that, that problem. I actually ended up taking it out because I was, I was looking at myself in the mirror one day and I had piercing, had several piercings in my, in one ear. I had a couple in another. I had eyebrow, nose and tongue. And I just, I felt, I don't know. I felt like a poser, but also just like, I had no idea what the hell I was doing with my life. And I felt like all these piercings just kind of spoke to that. So I decided that in that random moment, I was just going to remove all my piercings. And I did. I actually was just cleaning out uh, my boxes from like 12 years ago. And I found all my piercings in there. It was quite an interesting walk down memory lane to see Mm -hmm. all these things that I had. And And I, I have a large tongue. So I had a really large bar in my mouth and I had no problem with it. I could talk just fine. So you've always been, a popular date. What? You've always been a popular date if you have a large tongue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh conversation, conversation for another day. <laughs> I think we have ruined the ears of our listeners long enough with what I've already done. Well, most people I know who listen to us, they, they, they go, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, this is Gary and Holly. <laughs> No. I'm sorry. We probably actually should talk at some point. We've been talking now. Yeah, for we should probably talk about RuPaul. Yeah. I we could talk about. Oh yeah, we could still go off this other <laughs> stuff if you want to. I'm more than happy to see how uncomfortable I can make you and make your face red. Uh, I but mean, you know, it. sure. I mean, I will answer the question if no, there's a question. Uh, until then, I will not answer the question. How about that? Anyway. I think that we should let's go ahead and get into RuPaul. Yes. I think most people in this day and age. Of the younger set, know know him, and would, he he does go by him. Yep. But um, also, doesn't care. Truly, doesn't care. Does not. Well, we're going to get into that. There's, I don't know yes. if I I looked at some of the controversy shit probably more than you did, and there's some things that that yes makes makes RuPaul a, a true, true conundrum. So, but um, yes, and we'll we get into the, him. We'll get into the the conundrum of of RuPaul. Yeah. The conundrum of RuPaul. 
So we know RuPaul basically now from Drag Race. Yes. How did you first, what was the first thing you saw or heard RuPaul in? What was the first thing for you? I would say... Hmm. Tu Wong Fu. Okay. Was was uh, my, my I would say my initial, and then obviously the Drag Race um, TV TV series going on thirteen years, and now in in Britain, um, I would say that was my first experience, kind of just my first introduction to this awesome human being. I would also say I, I did catch RuPaul's show for for a few episodes, but never really got into it just because of life. Well, the first thing I know her from was she did the song Cover Girl. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Uh, Macy's. No. Yeah. No. Um, no, she had an actual a song that started off with the song. Okay. And um, that's how I first kind of know her. I'm sorry, not Cover Girl Supermodel. Sorry, you better work. That came out. Oh, in, okay. Um, I thought you were talking about uh, the makeup line that no, she, no, no, she no, got no, with no. Mac. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No, she does it. That's who I was. So thinking. I know her. That's how I first knew him was from that. I also found out later that she did a uh, he <laughs> did a lot of um, of music video work before that became popular, playing females in in rock video ones. The main one mm-hmm. that uh, he did was Love Shack, where playing a, a woman in the background dancing and did a lot of that stuff. So. <laughs> So he's been around for a long time and and seriously making a good living at it now. And the uh, the supermodel, I want to say it sold, going to say a million copies. I mean, it was actually that was the first time that really most of us like Desiree would know that song. You know, yes. she would know that from that yes. time frame. That was we that was our. We were talking about RuPaul earlier. That was kind of the reference. Yeah, I me, mean, I. I didn't know until she told me. She's like, yeah. "Oh, you have to check this out," and showed me. Yeah. Age difference, experience. Oh yeah, introductions and Um, stuff like that. The first acting I I know him from is was the Brady Bunch movie. Uh, Oh yeah, the the Brady Bunch movie played the yeah the guidance counselor. So I love I love that. So that was um, and so really, what's really nice the nice parts about RuPaul is that he's been around for a while and has I mean this in all the best way really worked the system well to stay well relevant and. Mm making the best use of his talents, which is a very talented person and very really shown a very way to sustain that popularity with ebbs and flows through many years now. And there's done some straight roles too, but nothing that, I mean, his straight roles have never been yeah. what he's known for. So that, so what's your fate? What can I ask you what your favorite RuPaul thing is? Honestly, uh, Tu Wong Fu was my first experience. I love all the drag, the drag show. Um, just I love how sassy, quick, and smart he is with the contestants when they're giving excuses or they're getting catty or whatever, and it's gone too far. It's just that attitude and that quick wit coming out. I love those moments because it's it's there's so much truth that's being poured out in that moment, and especially when RuPaul's in glorious drag dropping that sass i love but one of my favorite clips is a a piece done by vogue and they did a, an interview increasingly personal questions of rupaul as the camera moves in closer and just very honest about life about their fears 
very private about who they are. They don't talk a lot about their personal life. They are married and did talk a little bit about George and how they met a little bit about family, but just a very private person likes to be alone and introvert as much as we like to think otherwise. So that, that makes sense. That Vogue piece was, I've watched it numerous times because I just, I really do enjoy just the raw beauty of who he is, what he's created for himself. And so, yeah, I would say Vogue, the Vogue piece for sure. Oh no, it's, um, and I, and I get him being shy. I mean, that what? makes complete sense. I, I, I don't, I don't see, I always get irritated at people who, you know, like to talk about actors, you know, that, well, they can't really be shy. That's, that's a total different thing. You know, you, yeah. you can, you, you don't have to be, outgoing and be able to be a, a good actor and that's what he's doing with his RuPaul character he's mm-hmm. just a really good actor at it mm-hmm. um kind of talks about how Ru- the RuPaul uh drag queen character came to be the persona yeah. the the elements the the then and now I don't I just really loved I just really love that personal touch and conversation that Vogue captured in that and yeah see and I I okay so I have to say something, and I'm I would say embarrassed. AJ and Queen. Oh my gosh, how could I forget AJ and Queen? Duh. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. I I, I didn't did. like that. I, I did. But, um, it was, anyway, go on. You've given me eyes. I have never seen a drag race. What? <laughs> how is that possible? It just is never. Um, the channels is usually on. I don't have, and then. There's a point where I just I just haven't seen it. So but you haven't seen a dragway race, like period, or like RuPaul's drag drag race. Ru, RuPaul's drag race. Okay, I've seen drag shows. Okay, never knew. Dra- okay, I just um, wanted to make sure. So it's good. I recommend it. The this new season, I haven't checked the thir- season thirteen out yet, but I from what I've read in the forums, really good. And I'm looking forward to jumping into that. I'll actually continue watching after we're done here today. Just because I'm curious. What I really enjoyed of RuPaul's was I loved the VH1 talk show. I really enjoyed that. That was years ago now. But yeah, I the RuPaul show. I yeah, I thought that he was a really good interviewer and I really enjoyed that show. And he had on he had on major celebrities, but then he mm-hmm. also had on Jeff Stryker, which is a huge gay porn actor, you know. So he went the whole I was really appreciative that he'd bring on he it was just I love that very, very good observer of the human behavior I would I would say 100% can see it read it call it and 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 come up with really good questions to ask people because yeah and, and uh, RuPaul actually even says that in the interview that I was just telling you about they study human behavior yeah that to to create the character and persona that has made him famous he studied he did a lot of homework and on what he was to become as this as this beautiful woman and immerses himself in that even now with the shows he knows this human behavior so i have no doubt like like i said i only caught one or two episodes of that show but i doesn't surprise me that oh i love it great it was probably one of my favorite back yeah it was one of my favorite talk shows ever and i was really Bumped didn't last very long. So I was very upset about that. I really, really enjoyed it. And it was back when they had it on really before everybody is as accepting as they are now. And mm-hmm. so and it was on VH1. So they had they didn't have they had 
a lesser audience I'd do, but it still just didn't, it didn't make it in the ratings, which was too bad because yeah. I loved that show. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if later RuPaul retired the drag show to do something like that or do both, perhaps. You know, he's he is 60. He is 60. I mean, that's what fucking just shocks me. You're 60 years old and he looks he's, like he's 40. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so it's, I was always impressed with that. So. A lot, he's done a lot of really good things and a lot yes. of fun things. I did not like AJ and the Queen. I know a lot of people did. Yeah. It just didn't do it for me. I wasn't shocked when it got canceled. It's like, uh, it doesn't really. But it was cute. But yeah, so, but I, I still always respect, I also respect the fact that he did that, you know, series and that we're at the point in our culture where he was allowed to do that series. So that impresses me too. Mm-hmm. So I have to say that. That's what I liked um, about it. I think that there's a movement where drag queens re- do reading. They read out loud. They go to like elementary schools or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yeah. or they have, there's like YouTube channels and stuff like that. And my, I, go ahead. My um, brother's, I hate to call it girlfriend. They've been together forever, but they, um, she's a children's librarian at the main branch of the library they have drag queen readings all the time there. And I love that. I love that. Just love it. And kids ask very poignant questions. I'd filter because they're kids and these beautiful women just take it in stride and they're just positive. There's not this negative energy. They answer the questions. They tell their story. They answer the questions about the story. It's just, I, so I love I love that. And so when I was watching AJ, AJ and the Queen, I felt that when I when I was watching the, mm. the TV series. And maybe that's why I like it, because there's this there's this connection between a very talented and creative person and a child that's going through a lot. And I, I uh, thought it was a beautiful story. Well, and what I appreciate about it is it's very much uh, it was a show for the family. I mean, mm-hmm. the family could watch it. So I appreciated yeah. that. Don't Bringing the wrong. Queens home. Yeah. Yeah, there was and, a lot of there was a lot of good things about it. I just it just personally I didn't like it. So, but also I mean, really has a really good career. He has been married for what I want to say twelve years. Yeah, they got married in ninety six, I believe. Yeah. Well, te- well, two thousand seventeen, yeah. but they've been together yeah. since ninety six. Okay, that is as long as you're willing to. I want to go talk about that. Brings us to one of the controversies about RuPaul. Okay, and sure. his uh, his husband is that. His husband um, and him on a ranch that uh, gives out fracking rights. Okay. So um, that is, you know, and he talks about being such a conservationist, and then for that to be something that he and his husband do and make mm-hmm. some really good money at it, but they do have that a lot of parts of their ranch released out for those reasons. So it is one of the conundrums dealing with the the queer conundrum of how can you say you're a conservationist and then hand out fracking rights on your, on your ranch? So fair. That is a conundrum. There's, there are a couple of conundrums with, with RuPaul. And I would say that's definitely, I would say that's definitely one of them. Mm. I would also say that RuPaul is not living in a bubble. of just them and their choices. They are in a relationship and George has, you know, choices. It makes choices too. So it's not just on RuPaul and RuPaul's beliefs. Oh no, I'm talking as, as a couple. They, as a couple, they yes. say they're conservationists. So I understand. That's what I mean. So I, I'm glad you clarified that. So yeah. it also, when you talk to uh, people all around it, they they say that really anybody who owns a ranch in that area 
probably has handed out fracking rights to people. So it's something that happens. So I'm assuming everybody knows what fracking is talking about. It's been in the news for the last 10 years. So I'm assuming we don't have to get into that. So if that was a problem, folks, I'm sorry, let me know. And I'll be clearer on that from that. It's a very damaging process to the environment. They it, just a, real quick, they, they drill into the bedrock and they use water as part of that process to push these minerals up to be to be pulled from the ground. And it's it's just damaging. What'd you say? Scientists speak. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I, no, I have I'm a biology she, degree. Yeah, she, yeah. Anyway. It's just she goes, she goes there. Thanks no. for, yeah, thanks for stopping. I mean, so man. it's just it's not it's not good for the environment. And that's all I'm saying is that you have to be really careful, especially again when you're a public figure, you know. Mm-hmm. That you, I mean, I guess one of your episodes was based around conservation, and then to <laughs> that's sort of when the whole fracking thing came up. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's hard. Where do you fall on this line? So, <laughs> so, yeah. But again, it, you know, this is just it. We're all human beings. We have to make choices. You know, I, yeah. I would like to think that I wouldn't do that, but you know, you offer me enough money. I, who knows what I would do. Yeah. I mean, we just don't know. It could be that it could be that they're getting a break on taxes somewhere else. Maybe they're helping a small business. I mean, I don't know. I'm not justifying their decision. I'm just saying it is a conundrum because you have this person who represents the queer community represents the drag community that represents arts in so many different forms from music to acting and beyond and you're, you're, you're pulled into the light. You don't have, like, he is a private person, but the public will pull that into the light. And so when you say, hey, I'm into conservation and you do something like this, it's going to cause a controversy. People are going to ask the questions. It's like, well, what else are you saying that you are, but, but are not actually, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. So I get it. I, don't, I can't defend or say otherwise because I just, I don't understand the, the main drive for this decision. But it is definitely a conundrum, and I would like to know a little bit more about it. So, RuPaul, if you're catching this, you can DM me on Instagram. Yeah, and they've never, and this is one thing they've never really talked about. Uh, they they talk the other queer conundrum we'll bring up. They've talked about, but they really. I looked at several articles, and they never really. It's brought up, and they just kind of sidestep it. They don't really ever talk about it. So, yeah. so to me, it says they kind of know what's wrong. My guess and it, is and that it could be, you know, it very easily could be they didn't understand exactly the full extent of it until they did. They're in these contracts that are usually five, 10 year, sometimes even longer contracts. And then they get they do this thing where they're publicly saying, yeah, we're conservation. Oh, shit. They can't cancel those contracts. I don't know. Ex- I don't ex- know. Well, I, mean, I have to say, though, on the other side of that, then, is you would have you would have a shit fit at somebody who was running a small business who didn't know all the stuff on their contract. And that is, a ranch is a big business, not even a small business. Exactly. And I'm going to guess he has lawyers who looks over those kind of things. So it's, you know, it's I one know, of those things I that, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But RuPaul, if you're listening, honey, I would love a DM to clarify this. If you don't mind, this is cool. Cornundrum podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, and the other one, I think that, and I, I, always, I just want to start with that one because I didn't think most people probably knew about that one or knew very little about it. I'd say very little because, again, yeah. very easily sidestepped in conversation. Oh, yeah. It's just they don't talk about it. The other one is more um, the about 
the uh, transgendered and where does the the line get drawn or pronoun or for uh transgender specifically or both who he will allow in his drag race okay it's he originally said only only men who didn't identify as females could be in the drag race he was very specific and said because that's what a, a, a true drag queen is he stepped back because the runner-up in one of the seasons again. I don't. I don't remember it enough because I, I don't watch the show. Sure. Who was a first runner-up identified as female, um, and actually his response: Well, she was okay because she didn't have her boob job yet. Mm. Yeah. So it's like mm. since then he's tried to be a little bit nicer about it. His reasoning is because it takes away the fun of what a drag show is. It's it's a cisgendered male dressing in drag. Mm-hmm. So what do you do about it? Then the question is come up, what do you do about it? Yes. Cisgendered female who dresses as a male. And he's, I think they've had one now. Yes, to season yeah. 13. Okay. Um, first trans male uh, openly out is, is in the TV series. I, you know, I don't know about that one. As a, as a conundrum for sure, definitely is. I would say there are bias discrimination that's happening within our community. And just a large part of why we started this podcast is to help educate and bring people together and build our, our community, build our language and put, give people a voice. And I think that we have our biases and RuPaul is no different than any other human being. And to have biases towards another group of people that are considered a part of the community is not uncommon. And again, I'd say this with Ellen. I said this with Rosie O'Donnell. I say this with all the people that we talk about. You have to allow some room for grace with especially people in the limelight to have those opportunities to make rights a, a bias that they have because they may not realize it or they are they do realize it. And they haven't reconciled that understanding from their community, their culture, and their experience. And when you have those moments and you can come back from that and say, yeah, I was wrong about, okay, this you transgender people can't be in the show. I was wrong about that and move forward from there is, is great. And I hope that's where RuPaul is going and that it, season 13 seems to be an indication of that. And I, I have... For me as a human being who who's trying to show love and compassion to other human beings, I have to try to have, keep that openness and assume that RuPaul is trying to do the right thing here after being educated and having better experiences to kind of override our old experiences to bring us into new and more informed decisions. And you're right. Uh, this this article I'm getting is from a website called Dem, by the way, where I'm quoting oh. a couple things here. Thank you. Um, when first asked about allowing bio queens, cisgender female drag queens to compete, he seemed firmly against it. Drag loses its sense of danger and its sense of irony once it's not men doing it. When pressed to explain this policy uh, would translate to trans women, particularly in regard to Peppermint, the season nine runner-up, and the show's first openly trans contestant, RuPaul's answer was not only short, was not only disappointingly short-sighted, it was dangerous in its implications. Here's a quote. It is... Peppermint did not get breast implants until after she left our show, he said. She was identifying as a woman, but hadn't hadn't really transitioned. So, I mean, and okay, so we all make mistakes. It sounds like he's grown since this article came out. 
And what year what are, was the date on that on that article for our our listeners? And it was a while ago. It was well, uh, it's 20, 2018, March 6, 2018. So okay. a, a little while ago. And since then talked about these, it just does have a <laughs> right. drag. And how I guess I need to ask, so do they in on this show then, does the person still be dressed as a drag queen or do they dress male or I, I it depends on what the competition is for the most part they dress female they can okay. have some, they could have masculine elements for example i think in season seven they had a, a competition for wearing a beard having a beard and so these women were dressing you know they wore various different dresses but they had a different stylized beards yeah. as part of that I think it was like their Shakespeare episode. He he does talk about, and what I have known from just kind of reading up on RuPaul, RuPaul spent a lot of time studying the history of drag. And when you become so engrossed in the history of something, sometimes you forget what's currently happening. That's not necessarily rewriting history, but writing a new history that's adding to that. And drag is dress resembling a woman which is really a Shakespearean thing. They Men men were only ones that were allowed to act. They would dress in women parts. And so drag, like they would dress in drag. And that was a big thing for RuPaul. I, I can't speak to the whole conversation regarding transgender. I am hopeful based off of future decisions that RuPaul has made that they've come to have a better understanding, more informed dec- decisions about the transgender community. And... That's just, that's a huge, that's big on my heart. I am not a transgender individual. I don't know a lot about the community. I I want to be a voice and an advocate and I want to understand and I want to continue to help other people understand. And I think RuPaul is is in that same realm, but as a, a very big public figure for the LBGTQAI plus community to bring to light the acceptance, the love, the beauty, and the creativity, all of that and more. And I'm, that's just where I'm at. It, it, I love RuPaul. It's going to be hard for me to be like, hey, RuPaul, what's up? I love RuPaul. And then um, there's an article from 2020. Okay. Um, January 24th, 2020. So still a little ways that basically he's reiterating the same stuff he said the first time. Um, the fact that they're um, in the, the system, gendered male the cisgendered female who goes as i'm so confused now this is part of the quernendrum this is the part most of the quernendrum. Can, yeah. yeah so um, i can also see while while we're kind of having this conversation we are having this conversation. we're not kind of we are having this conversation drag queen specifically for my understanding and if i am wrong and you're listening to this please feel free to at us with love to help educate us so that we're oh, yeah. we're Please. better stewards of the information. My understanding is it is cis male, uh, yes, male yeah. identifying. Thank male, you. God, I, I was male, saying that so wrong. I was yeah, getting so, so okay. Male that. identifying dressing female. And my understanding is when such individuals dress female, you do, you do address them with female pronouns unless they tell you otherwise. And my understanding with of RuPaul and the show, the drag queen show, specifically is catered to the cis-identifying male or male-identifying individual dressing as female. And very specific, narrow window that does, and again, I could be wrong, and this might be my own thing that I have to be corrected on, and I would love that to happen with love and, and positivity, is that 
that is different from transgender. Transgender is a an identity, a sexual, uh, not sexual identity, uh, gender identity, excuse me, and not a sexual orientation because RuPaul does have gay men on the show dressing as women. RuPaul is gay and married to a man and dressed as a woman. And so that narrowing that window down, I can understand to an extent that RuPaul would exclude transgendered individuals, female, from participating in the drag show. Is that the right? I don't know. I don't know. Well, didn't they? And again, I I was looking up stuff and either this version of the American version, the British version, one of them has had one straight male on it who dressed as a drag queen. I can't remember where it was, but so it's, um, and so I kind of, I'm not kind of true because I think I'm uncomfortable talking about this because I'm not, I'm not a drag queen. I'm not, you know, I right. And I'm a cis male. My guess is is that we're going to visit this conversation, this conundrum in general, aside from RuPaul, it'd be part of a bigger conversation on our show where we would have individuals who can, we can interview and have a bigger conversation about this so that we can gain understanding. We can share that understanding with our community because it is, it's a conundrum. I don't understand it completely. I want to know more, ask the questions and do the research, but there's only so much you, you know, and, and everyone has a different take on what that looks like. And I'm hoping that shows like this and, and TV and books and things like that, that we're generating as a community that we can find understanding that is ubiquitous across our entire community. Very good word. Ubiquitous. Thank you. I so, went to college. <laughs> um, I do like to mention that I just, there is uh, a drag performer who came out as trans after she appeared on the Thursday in a drag race, mm-hmm. blasted RuPaul. This is just a very um, incendiary quote. For someone to consciously block the truth of trans performers and the progression of their movement, all because the public at large doesn't know any better, is just a cruel and evil use of power, they wrote. RuPaul is the Hitler false prophet, antichrist of the LGBTQ community. Very, you know, and also really I will say to- that RuPaul didn't ask to be the figurehead for the world of drag. It happened. And I'm sure that he didn't say, mm, no, I don't want to be that because that's not who they are. But they didn't ask for that podium. Well, and it says to compare someone to Hitler is not only disrespectful to that person, Mm-hmm. But to the communities that suffered and were murdered underneath him, right? Which is all very true. That is true. Um, so it's something that since then, this person hasn't, Carmen Carrera hasn't, it doesn't look like she's done near as much that sort of stalled, let's say, stalled her career. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate that they had an opinion and they shared that opinion. Yeah. It was a little strong and in that opinion to compare anyone to Hitler. Now, if you're going to go about Trump, we could get into that later. If you're going to compare someone to Hitler, you better have, you better have a clear understanding of what that means. Well, yeah, no, it was, I, I will say though, I'm going to go back on something you said. Okay. He may not have chosen to be the leader of the drag community, but honey, when he has made sure to have a huge career that revolves around music, talk shows, a drag race, movies, and a television series, all in his character. I'm sorry. He's got to assume that he's taken that mantle at this point. <laughs> you, you have to know there's a little ego there that he doesn't, you know, 
he hasn't had he's carrying that now so fair and and has admitted to such that there is an yeah ego, so there's an ego <laughs> ego there he, he's not innocent yeah <laughs> oh i didn't know i, I will but i will play i will say that they are not driving towards hitler's behavior no no that that was that was way too much i just it um and if you look through there's a the article on them it's them.us and it's called Drag Race Alumni Criticized RuPaul's Conscious Exclusion of Trans Queens. It's a really good article. I would recommend now, reading if, it. If RuPaul was going to do a drag queen show, and obviously has done a drag queen show, I would think that it would behoove them to also include the transgender community. And there's, it's, and again, I, again, not being, I, I know I'm speaking out of turn here, but I, I not saying I, I can kind of see his side to it, and I hate you know. So but it's it like, but he's like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I it's, know. that yeah. sucks that I'm saying that. So I, I, but he's actually come farther since then. It's a hard thing. It's one of those things that remember he's sixty, I'm fifty four. You know, so you get set in some of your ways, and it's you know, so it, that I'm not. Please understand, I, I do. I'm not just saying that I have a lot of trans friends and. They're some of my favorite people. So I'm not, but I kind of see somewhere where it's coming when you talk about the history of it. But I think we have to start being more open about what, what our definition mm. is. Now. And we do I have to that's... be careful about that. What it like, oh, but I have that one person that's yeah. disabled or that one person of color, yeah. that one person is transgender and, and, and then making a statement after that. So we have to be careful here on our show, but also in our yeah. lives about making those kind of statements. And I'm sure RuPaul has many friends who are also transgender and has, ha and those individuals have had conversations with, with him about it. And I can, again, I, I don't, you know, on that same vein that you just said, Gary, like I can understand the line being drawn on a show called a drag race, specifically male identifying dressing as women as that is the art form that is being judged on the show specifically and not aiming at including transgender and not excluding them out of hate or discrimination, but only excluding them in that they don't meet that base definition of male identifying individuals dressing as women, which is what the original drag was. Now, I don't know if that's RuPaul's understanding. Yeah. I kind of get it, but I, I don't, I would like to know oh, yeah. more. I like to understand no, that's more me and too. I like to see I, more I, from it. Yeah. Because I really do think we need to be saying all that. I think we need to start being more inclusive and accepting more individuals in those roles. Um, well, like when I talked about the previous episode, I would have loved to have had one of my trans friends come on and yeah. talk about this, but they're all scared too. They don't and want there to. They're is not definitely a, a yeah. valid fear for our transgender community. And the mm. la the last episode that Gary is referencing is J.K. Rowling's yeah. gender. Uh, phobic comments that they have made. And the conundrum there is that they're largely accepting of the LBGTQ community, except the T. And, yeah. and has made some statements and has written a book where they have a transgender character, supposed transgender character, who's a, a murderer. And it's just... Well, uh, and it's not, I have to say, it's not a transgender character. It is a transvestite. Trans he dresses as women. That's that's it. Thank okay, you. So I, I never read the book. I the books. I don't care to. It's not my thing. But 
it's just, yes, we would love to have people of the transgender community come on our show, have a conversation with us, or even just send us emails at cornundrum at cornundrum.com. And we can anonymously just share those experiences, but also learn from your experiences because we don't live in that world. We have friends who are in that world. We have reached out to our friends, but they too are scared. So they don't, yeah, they, they don't want to. They're scared what's going to happen to them, which is a sad state to be in. It's sad. I, Absolutely sad. I just, all human beings should be treated with dignity and respect. And it pisses me off that we're not there. All humans with a few exceptions. <laughs> I don't think that people who who commit hateful crimes uh, deliberately hurt people or animals necessarily need that same level of dignity and respect. No. However, mental illnesses aside, being addressed, there there should be dig- dignity. Yeah, it's uh, funny. Um, it's maybe going back to about men dressing as women and women dressing as men. Oh my gosh, I can't. Probably ten years ago now, I did it. I did the play Greater Tuna, and so originally, it's two men, and they take on all the parts of the of the play. And sometimes dressing as women, sometimes dressing as men. And what I did when I when I did when I directed it, I had two separate casts: one that was two males, and one that was two females. And I had them each do a couple shows where it was two males, and then the two females, and then I interacted the two groups in it. And I told the the females from the very beginning. It's a it's a comedy go. You're gonna have to work harder to get a to get a laugh out of these people because it's innately funny when a man dresses a woman, but it's not innately funny when a woman dresses as a man. It's, it's gonna more take more. Acceptable. Yeah, it's gonna take more to have that happen, um, and that's kind of so. That's kind of where that you know yeah you, you have to be so careful on those lines if you don't want to, especially in this day and age. We don't want to. We, we don't want to tell people, no, you can't, you know, you really want to make it a yes, you can as much as, as possible. And again, we're not, we're not the producers of the show. We're not RuPaul. We're not anybody on the show. So know. it's not, we're just, and again, it's just our questioning things. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I know we're probably getting close to queer corner here, we but getting, I wanted to just, we're before we get to queer, queer corner, corner. Time, I do want to say that I just read an article about JK Rowling. And did you know, she, lost uh they took her name off of the school not surprised that it was named in there her honor a lot of because of all the transgender pulling her yeah. name or awards or recognitions that she has received because of yep. because of those comments and there are consequences when you make choices like that and i have to say at this point to mick gave me an amazing compliment in person uh, this person that i know and said that by far that's been our best episode was the jk rowling one oh, and literally came up and so told me much. yeah I thank you it. mick yeah uh, so you that, know, this is a show that uh is right now which is the two of us running it we have support from our family members but until we start bringing in monies let's be honest to pay for producers and writers and directors and editors and stuff we're doing the best we can and so feedback like that just means that we as the talk show hosts are getting better. And I really appreciate the feedback. Yeah, no, that was wonderful. I did appreciate that. So had to say that I'm assuming we're probably, I, I think we've exhausted all of our embarrassment of what we don't know and our questions that we can't answer about RuPaul. Did you want to move on to queer corner? Yeah, I would love to jump into our queer corner. And if you're good with it, I'll just go ahead and I'm not even going to try my music. No, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Queer Corner. 
Again, we're looking for editors for the show. And no, it's for somebody who is musically inclined. We're all of the above. It's all good. No, yeah, you know, wherever you want to go with it. So just okay. anything. Help. Oh, I mean, actually, gosh. right now, the biggest help you can do is tell everybody to listen to our, our honestly podcast. like and subscribe that yeah. liking and Rate. subscribing to our Rate show review. is huge because that tells potential sponsors that we're worth investing in to improve this show. So yes. if we on our own have gained your trust, your love, your respect, something along that spectrum of awesomeness. It helps them say, yep, there's something here we can make better. We're going to throw money at it and, and make that happen. So if you could do that, that'd be fantastic. Love it. Uh, but do, our quick corner, uh, as as we've already said, we're getting into here is basically uh, it's the end of our show where we we talk about either something that's happened in in like the, in laws in different states in history terminology or more importantly something that you have shared with us on social media. And we bring it here to have a quick conundrum conversation about it in our queer corner. Now, sometimes uh, we've already covered that content or we're going to cover it in a future show. And so we pick something else that we're going to kind of jump into. And and that's currently what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up from an article. It's an advice column article from slate.com, S-L-A-T-E.com. And the this is coming from this is an article within an article so it's called grandmother playing favorite favorites biological children care and feeding care and feeding is the advice column so they're so like you know dear prudence this is dear care and feeling so i'm gonna feeding excuse me so i'm gonna jump into this real quick so a mother of a 15 year old writes into to this writer who is michelle herman And basically she says, I found out that my 15 year old is asking their teacher and friends to call them by a new name. They specifically told them they didn't want their parents to know. They previously came out as trans non-binary at home, but have said nothing about this new name. Their birth name is a gender neutral name. Now I am sick to my stomach and worried that they do not feel safe or comfortable with us despite our unequivocal support of their gender identity. And yet I also want to give them the space of privacy and feel awful to have violated that. However, inadvertently. So it's inadvertent because the school probably contacted her and said, hey, did you know your kid's going by a new name? So it completely accidentally found out that this was happening. So now this parent says, should I apologize for the mishap and ask them about their new name or should I wait until they approach me? I know teenagers try all kinds of things with their peers and without parents, but I am also really struggling with the idea that they might not feel that they can share this new part of their identity with us. I'm feeling I'm having trouble sleeping and I've talked. So she's reached out to her therapist and has talked to her therapist. Great. Awesome. Good job for doing that. That is huge for parents and for kids. So the writer uh, responds back and says, do not apologize to your kiddo. Like, don't apologize. This is an accident, first of all. So don't apologize to them and don't ask. Uh, You've offered unequivocal support for your teenager's gender identity. So yay to you. This is what the author says. And I agree. Yay to you. And that's happening now. That All that's happening now is an expression of an ordinary 15-year-old 
your kid, like every kid at that age needs to do something that they don't want to share with you. A new name is a good and safe avenue for a teenager's exploration. A secret they're keeping from you that does no harm. Children need to be safe and secured, loved and supported, but all they need, but but they also need individuality. So stay chill, don't say a word and wait. And if the new name sticks, they want and they want you to know to call them by that, they eventually let you know. So meanwhile, try to get some sleep. Great advice. Great advice. I so I the reason I want to share this in the crew corner is because I I suspect that we have people who listen to the show, who will listen to the show, who may have a teenager or a human in their life that hasn't shared a particular part of who their identity is because they're still testing it out. And the fact that you're showing that love and support for their identity is beautiful. That's awesome. You're doing great. Continue to find support where you need it. In this case, this mother is also using uh, counseling, which is fantastic. 100% supporting of counseling. But also just trust that your child will tell you. Like you've created a safe space and your kid will tell you what they're doing. In this particular case, not sharing a, a name that they're testing out in school is doing no harm. They're just trying to figure out who they are. I went through that. Let me just tell you my little experience is the reason I bring this quick corner. And I tried, I tried going by my middle name. I hated my first name, just hated it. I was about 15, maybe 17 years old. I hated Holly mostly because a lot of people made fun of me using that, but they couldn't make fun of my, my middle name as easily. So I thought it would be clever if I just changed my name to Ray because I thought Ray was more masculine. It was stronger. I wouldn't have all that discrimination when it comes to applying for jobs. People would be like, Ray, probably a male. I would at least get the interview. They would obviously say that I'm not. I was dealing with my own discrimination as just being a woman. And I wasn't even out yet as a lesbian. And I re- I tried it out. I did not tell my mom. If she's listening to the show, sorry, mom. It wasn't that I didn't tell you because I don't love you or trust you that you didn't accept me for who I am because I know you do. I just wasn't sure if it would stick and it didn't. In fact, more people call me Bugs Bunny than they did Ray. Don't know why. Just whatever. Kids, you're welcome. Why do they call you Bugs Bunny? I think because of my slapstick humor. I was very funny. Oh, you didn't know that. Interesting. (laughs) Come a little closer to the camera. A little bit. So yeah, it's just I I thought that was great. It's a great advice. I appreciate it. I want I want parents to know it's okay. And kiddos, if you're in a similar situation, try not to stress about it if you can. I mean, your kids, you're gonna stress about it anyway. Just know that you got love here in the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> you're just laughing at me all right gary what's your quick corner um again i'm talking about another wonderful movie okay skip. it's called i'm just kidding four moons it's uh if i remember right it's i think it's from chile i i think that's where it's from it's four stories about love and self-acceptance an 11 year old boy feels attracted to uh, attracted to his male cousin two college students start a relationship and one of them refuses to come out a long-lasting relationship is a mysterious trouble when one feels attracted to somebody else. And an old family man is obsessed with a young male prostitute and tries to raise the money to afford being with him. This is, it came out in 2014 on 
IMBD, it gets four and a half stars. It's an amazing movie. Again, you you get the difference of self acceptance to um, the my favorite story was the uh, the they don't explain it well, but the old family man who is literally he is married and has kids and seems like the perfect father, and then you see him going to this bathhouse and screwing, you know. So <laughs> it's filmed in uh, Mexico City, Mexico. Just Mexico, so- I couldn't remember for sure. Yeah. It's and it's an amazing. It is so well acted. It's again four moons. It was one that my friend Char, who is a straight woman, I go, you have to watch this movie. It's amazing, and she and her husband loved it. It was Char and Matt. They loved this movie. So it's a movie that I like to. I've been a lot of stuff I'm talking about independent movies. This one isn't near as independent, and it's um, it is just beautifully filmed, beautifully acted. The stories all have a nice conclusion. You know where it led. It wasn't there's as Dean, my husband, will say, I like movies that have open end ending things. I'm just in love with those. This one doesn't. They're all right there. And it's, it's just up. Oh, yeah. It's just a beautiful, beautiful stories. Yeah, I haven't so, I haven't seen I haven't seen this little one heard of it. Uh, but looking at, I'm looking at the IMBD now as you as you brought it up, it's just because I know if you're listening to the show, if you're looking it up, you're also seeing what I'm seeing. But yeah, I mean, it's getting great. It has great reviews. Oh, it's just simply it superb is. film. Love and acceptance from Mexico. Yeah, uh, the, uh, these are just they're wonderful reviews, and I, a large part of the surprise is that it was actually done in Mexico, and supported by companies based in Mexico. So, you know, that's great to see that, to see countries or these organizations within the countries starting to have those conversations. And I, and I think is, that would be a conundrum that we'll visit eventually is about the, the Latinx community and the gender identity within that, within that community. So I look forward to having this conversation. No, it'll, that'll be a very, oh my God, yes, because there's a, a really good thing I, I listened to an NPR that we could, oh. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I would really recommend anybody watching this movie. It just, it touches you. It's just you. Like I said, I watched it not too long after it first came out, and it still resonates with me. It was yeah. just an amazing movie. You could catch it um, on, it looks like Amazon Prime. You could catch it on mm-hmm. there. It's four, as in the number four moons, 2014. 14. Yeah. And it is, I've, I've said this Amazon has I more and you more. You did mention this in one of our previous yeah. shows that it does have a diversity in their film options, best specifically for the LBGTQAI. And I'm finding more and more the movies that I'm enjoying are usually that are usually from foreign lands because they tend to tell a much better, well-rounded story than the than the movies overall that that yeah. we tell in the old good old US of A. And I'm including Canada has had some amazing all talk time about them. They've had yes. some amazing queer storylines. Yes, like they that do. Too, so. so it's been but that that was my recommendation. I'm I also want to say that chances are if I'm not ever probably going to talk bad about a movie if I'm or a series if I'm I'm not ever going to say, oh you don't want to watch this one because I never I don't think I'd want to do that to especially now in this day and age when we're finally getting more acceptance of movies and series. I don't think I would talk 
bad about a series anyway. I'm not ever going to. We don't need to throw shade. How bad it's it's already going to happen. Like we have places yeah. like Rotten Tomatoes to do that for us. We don't need yeah. to add to it. So we'll bring. And trust me, things that I we like think to is throw good. my shade. Oh, girl. I do. I like it, but just not <laughs> in this. I, I really, yeah. I, I give any artist credit for have they tried to put a movie together. Like I just watched a movie the other day that I won't talk about because it was a terrible movie. But also I appreciated that they got it together. They did the whole damn thing and they, they put it up. So anyway, if anybody's ever said to me, talk bad about that, just call me in person. We can bullshit. I'm okay with that. Just not on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're also not going to give out your personal phone number on our podcast. Well, we'll see. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. You can contact us at our at our email, cornundrum at cornundrum.com. But that is our show this this day. Thank you so much for letting us entertain your ears. Until next Friday, be well. Love you, Jeffrey. He's one of my Twitter followers, and he's one of my former employees, an amazing <laughs> person. <laughs> Shout out. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Cornundrum podcast and email us at queernundrum at queernundrum.com and please rate and review us on itunes until then peace and be well and be queer <laughs>